0: not so secret secret life of us podcast my name is ellen my name's jim just as an opening note we actually just recorded a podcast and then my computer decided that it wanted to die right as we were finishing up and just so, die for a
1: moment it, it died is- for A second.
0: And we thought we were going to recover the data. And and... Audacity
1: was like, don't worry about it, guys. I've got it auto-saved. Opens. It's just empty. Yeah. And there's this heartbreaking line in the recovered data that says, filled all, like, inconsistent data with silence.
0: Yeah which is what our hearts are filled with right now. So if we sound a little... um, Fatigued. Well, we're either going to sound fatigued or polished. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. You might be getting the better version of our podcast right now. How could it get better? I don't know.
1: Exactly. (laughs) So to launch into the best versions of ourselves, we had an initial reflection that we wanted to discuss.
0: (laughs) We did. So basically we picked up... Well, I picked up. Thank you. Listening back to last week's podcast, you might remember we were talking about... Leah manipulating Will to get the $12,000 out of him. And we weren't very approving of her doing that. And we also later on talked about Kelly manipulating her ex-lover, who we don't care about his name, to get $500 $500. out of him. And we loved it. We were like, this is great. This is amazing. I just thought it would be maybe interesting. We didn't talk about that inconsistency in the show because neither one of us really noticed it, to be honest. So I thought maybe we could reflect on that now.
1: Yeah, so my sort of theory, like, we both kind of discussed what we thought was the reasons for that discrepancy. And I think part of it was you've got a much more direct connection between Kelly's labour, as in her working at the real estate agency, and her claiming that $500. Whereas for Leah, at first they're like, well, she seems to have no reason for asking for this $12,000 aside from their history. But then Ellen made a good point. Mm,
0: Yeah, which is that, you know... Women often do a lot of unpaid labour in relationships. We don't really know the history of Leah and Will's relationship. We don't know the context that she's coming back. From what we see of Will this episode, he's a dick, especially Mm -hmm. in romantic dating situations. So it may be that Leah is very justified in... Wanting to be paid for all the bullshit she had to put up with during yeah. their relationship. I mean, she definitely
1: does frame her request as a request, more so than a, you owe yeah. me money. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think that that's possible. And I think we will get a sense at some point of why they broke up.
0: Yeah. And thinking about it now, I'm like, if I could go back to an ex-boyfriend and ask for $12,000 to open a Parisian bar, would I? I it yes. would be fun
1: to also <laughs> pretend you opened this Parisian bar to see how far you could push it. You'd be like... You know, like, Crabtree and Evelyn, it'd be like that. <laughs> but, like, a bar and see if they're like, oh, that sounds so shit. But if I want to sleep with you, then maybe.
0: Yeah, and then it's like, bye. <laughs> like, yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Looking at it that way is kind of great.
1: I mean, we've just <laughs> rewritten that. <laughs> but that's what, you know, that's what analyzing text is all about.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, on that note, we're going to move on to talking about this week's episode, titled The Unbelievable Truth.
1: I did Love say. it. <laughs> No Ellen loves the title. I think it's terrible.
0: <laughs> well, we'll agree to disagree on that. Um, yeah. The unbelievable truth aired in Australia on twenty third July two thousand and one. Basically, a little summing up of what happened in this episode with all our favourite friends. Alex is trying to get into the surgery program. We see her at work a lot. It's really nice.
1: It's good because we never get to see their workplaces. Partly because what work did they do? We did find out this episode that Will is a labourer.
0: We did. I forgot about that. Don't ask
1: him that he does it to keep fit because it's backbreaking. And I was like, yeah, "Yeah, good on you, dude. Like, assert that. Although it was part of him being just a dick to this girl he was on a date with who was trying to make small talk. She
0: was just trying to be like, oh, wow, that's nice. And Um, that is, like,
1: I do have a bone to pick with people when, if someone, like, is trying really hard to make conversation in a setting where it's, like, appropriate. Yeah. And then the other person just, like, mocks them for what they say. I'm like, dude, no, we are both doing this work. Yeah. Or I'm doing it and you're
0: not mocking me for it. Exactly. One day she'll be coming and asking for her $12,000. Yeah. And I will support her in that.
1: Yeah, for that picnic and broken plate.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So Alex, while she's trying to get into the surgery program, sleeps with one of the people on the hiring panel. Kelly, too, is getting a bit of action. Well, not on the same level, but she uh, is trying to set up a date with Joseph, who has stepped up from the last episode. He has a name now, so that's exciting for him. She's also looking for a new job, so that's exciting for her. It just occurred to me, actually,
1: as you mentioned, Kelly's, you know, she goes on these dates... The show does have a funny thing, and I don't know where it seems to vacillate between being like, look at this very traditional date model, where we go to dinner or whatever, and then we say goodbye, and then we maybe go on a second or third date, and there's all the, will they, won't they call, Mm -hmm. and then people, they just sleep straight off the bat. Yeah. I feel like most dates, you go on them, it's kind of got that awkward formal quality for a lot of them, and then you just sleep with each other. The show seems to not acknowledge this difference in a lot of how their relationships are presented. Yeah. Yet I feel like it's 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 quite an extreme on both sides. Like there's either the just randomly sleep with them but then seem to continue to have some kind of relationship.
0: Yeah. So do you think it would have been maybe more realistic if Kelly, at the end of her date, had just, like, slept with this soon?
1: Well... I thought I don't know. the end of the date, I um, mean, you're going to discuss this yeah. as well, yeah. but I thought at the end of the date, it was a strange setup where he's like, I'll see you sometime on the weekend. It seemed very platonic. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was where that was going, into him being like, oh, I thought we were just on a friend thing. Yeah. Because he makes it pay as well.
0: Wow. Um, yeah. Okay. I did not read that at all. Mainly because at the end of dates, I'm always like... Um, like, I don't want to be that person who's like, let's just make out now. So I'm always <laughs> like, bye. I mean, I'll see you around. Last time I ended a date, I was like, I mean, I'll message you on Facebook. And that was it. Like, wow. I didn't even give them my number. Wow. Looking back on it, maybe that was... Not giving up the best vibe, but... Um, message
1: on Facebook is very
0: impersonal. Oh.
1: It would be maybe I'll write a message on your wall and oh can God.
0: talk there. I'll just tweet at you. See ya. Of
1: course, this wasn't an issue in 2001.
0: No, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't. So a bit more of an overview. Um, Evan's doing nothing this episode except, I don't know, giving breathy voiceovers, which we discover is basically his job. Actually, yeah, he didn't really have a, even have a plot line. No, he randomly slept with someone. Which, which he does every episode. <laughs> Someone from Alex's little medical party. Oh, yeah. Things. But that was yeah. also
1: very minor. And oh, yeah. It was it's very It's interesting, minor. actually, because as, you know, in, as part of the overview, we mentioned that Miranda doesn't have a role in this episode. No. She is very, she's at a few different scenes and she's sort of there as the kind of spectator, but she doesn't have a role herself,
0: which I didn't realize at the time that ever doesn't either. But,
1: of course, he's doing the narration, so it feels a lot more
0: substantial. He feels a lot more involved. He also has that moment with the mom. The mom oh, with, yes, oh, yes, yes. going somewhere. I
1: actually forgot to mention that, that the mom is just shamelessly checks him out and is like, all right, all right, yeah. I'll get you later when um, my kids are asleep.
0: No, I can't deal with it. That's going to happen. I know it is, and I can't do it. Richie starts his new acting job, and he kind of fucks up. But we don't really hear too much from him either, so no that's, deal.
1: again, just one scene.
0: Yeah. Will, as we said, he's been a dick because he's like, I can never love again.
1: Which is we way too premature. I think that yeah. we just have no connection to Leah or his. Although I did like him crying on the beach.
0: We had that one scene where we felt something for him. But is one scene enough? No. enough for,
1: not enough for him to be like, I'll never love again.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I also noted that there was a bit of a change for me anyway, in the way this episode was filmed as compared to the last two episodes. The last two episodes, obviously, were, like, joined pilot episodes, so it makes sense that they had the same sort of style, whereas this episode, all over the place, like, very disjointed, fragmented scenes, didn't make a lot of sense to me, like, plot-wise, at some points, where it was just, like, jumping from storyline to storyline, like, literally 30 second scenes like it just was a bit crazy but you know thinking about it now maybe that's kind of accurate (laughs) as to like how real life works like you're not really in one plot line like you know you kind of are like going through lots of different things because was that what the writers are trying to do are they just really bad writers Don't
1: know. Yeah, well, I was was thinking about it compared to other shows, again, Sex and the City, Mm -hmm. where you've got a very tight formula. The bones of the show are two serious plots that advance the season Mm -hmm. or a whole show's theme and then two kind of self-contained frivolous plots that are kind of there for comic relief or whatever Mm -hmm. to support the other characters. And this show, at this point, doesn't seem to have a formula. No unless that formula is a deliberate kind of chaotic choppy short scene scenes are starting and then just ending yeah falling off. um or maybe they're going to be picked up again in the same way sam the girl that will sleeps at the, at the end of the prior episode i expected that to just fall off but then she kind of appears and is sort of in a few scenes on the periphery like they all play soccer together and she is like i am going to go home after they have their terrible day yeah which I like has being like, oh, okay, there are degrees within this friendship. There's yes. like an inner circle, an outer circle. and They actually capture that. Whereas a lot of shows don't have the time to do that.
0: That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's just like a nice little note to start off on as we go to talk about our highlights. What were your highlights this week, Jim? Yeah.
1: So my highlight was just a small moment where I thought Secret Life of Us really had an eye to the future, <laughs> where, where Kelly... When she's looking for a new job <laughs> says that
0: i decided to treat looking for a job like a job in itself the first thing i was doing was a quiz called discover your workplace personality and the job to go with it i got it straight from the internet
1: and i was like that is real that I, is what everyone's doing these days for everything
0: i really wish they had a shot of her computer with it oh, on
1: it it still might happen it,
0: it might happen here's hoping because i would really
1: And like, I think as a result of that episode, we may have a little extra different form gift coming where Mm. we might deal with (laughs) a secret life of us character. Are you?
0: Yeah. Busby quiz coming your way. I I mean, everyone wants to be an
1: Alex. Alex is the Ravenclaw.
0: Ravenclaw? Gryffindor. Come on. Excuse? Wait, you think
1: Alex is Gryffindor or you think everyone wants to be Gryffindor?
0: Everyone wants to be Gryffindor.
1: Disputed. Everyone wants to be Ravenclaw. What?
0: Okay, we need to talk about this not on the podcast.
1: (laughs) I think it should be included because it's relevant. But um, we'll get back to you with our BuzzFeed quiz soon enough.
0: Yeah, I think Jim said maybe after episode 10. Yeah. Once we've got a bit of traction, we'll just chuck it out there in the wind, see what happens, see what picks up.
1: See what sticks.
0: <laughs> My um highlight moment also had to do with Kelly. Mm-hmm. I have to say, not a lot of highlights in this episode for me. Not to say I didn't enjoy the episode. I yes. just I think because it was so disjointed, I found it hard to like hold on to anything as a real highlight. But I enjoyed Kelly's dating of Joseph and especially. You know they're sort of talking and she says my strategy is i ignore any signs which may indicate that he's not the perfect guy and that felt very real to me because often like not only dating but just when you meet someone new like at work at uni wherever you know, you are sometimes kind of on edge to be like, oh, they're gonna just say something abhorrent and then that's it. And I will never be able to talk to them again or like,
1: or <laughs> never be able, able to dramatic. see them or like, <laughs> be <laughs> able to connect with them beyond being like, hi, hey, we had that brief.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Let's, you know, if there's an opportunity for us to pretend we didn't see each other on our phones, let's do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was really like quite accurate and her kind of awkwardness was endearing to me. And then Joseph walks home. And there's this very awkward front door kiss moment where like, it's like, they're not going to kiss and they are kind of going to kiss. And then he like kisses her on the cheek or something or like on the head. And then like, it's like come here and then like they're kissing and there's like a good kiss. And Kelly's voiceover says one good kiss wipes away at least two personality defects, sometimes more if alcohol's involved. <sighs> oh, Kelly. So brutal. yeah, I just, that whole awkward end of the date thing we were just saying before very very close to home for me so i mean i enjoy that i don't know why that's really a highlight but it was an enjoyable moment it made me giggle yeah
1: i was very distracted by joseph i thought the whole time i was like does he look like a young nick cave and then i was like do i know what nick cave looks (laughs) like and i didn't google him but I feel like he has, that kind a of haggard, gaunt, thin, brown-haired, white guy. Yeah. A little bit death in the
0: eyes. Lots of death in the eyes. Yeah. Um, definitely and, was cuter under the car than
1: yeah. when he got but out. But also, kudos to them to Carson's on his cut out. This is but true. But again, I'm like, Kelly, like, Kelly keeps being with these older guys. And mm. I wonder if... Because, like, a lot of what I want in a show, if something is kind of weird in Congress, I wanted to either, A, acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. By like umbrellaing it or whatever yeah. the term is to sort of be like, oh, Kelly always dates older guys. Yeah, or I want them to shake it up. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So we'll see where this goes.
0: Maybe next she'll date like you know a guy who's nineteen.
1: Maybe she'll date him and be like, I tried, and it'll be like her voiceover being like, I tried to date someone who was younger. <laughs> But I was just so disinterested, I couldn't even put on my, like, Chinese print, oh whatever God, it is, because there was more of that in this episode. There was
0: a lot. Look, she was in the bar a lot. I blame she. the bar, but yeah. that's also not fair because their apartments, like, Miranda and Richie and Will's, especially, are, like, disgusting as well. <laughs> but, yeah, that leads well into low lights. <laughs> Yeah. We always have a lot to say in I think election.
1: it's easier to be snarky, like, <laughs> of always. <laughs> okay, so I think a lot of our low lights, and we watched the episode separately but came to similar conclusions, was mm-hmm. the show's treatment of queerness. Not that it would yeah refer to it as that, but no. there was a lot of it in this episode. And I know one of my first notes was um, Is the bartender meant to be camp? Because in this first scene, there's a conversation between the bartender and Kelly, and he just gives this one expression which tipped me off. But mm-hmm. then the next line reveals that he has a boyfriend called Robert. Kelly just asks the dumbest question
0: you ever done it with a girl? Yeah. Was it nice?
1: Very nice.
0: But you'd rather do it with boys.
1: And it was probably what, I mean, it's not Kelly's fault. Obviously, it's written as part of it. But it speaks to... <laughs>
0: we're not blaming We're not blaming Deborah you, Dara Melvin. Like, we know <laughs> we, you would never. You were just trying to get a paycheck. We understand.
1: <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah, I mean, Sam told us about how much Secret Life of Us was just a paycheck to him. Yeah, it just sort of, that line was kind of classic of the way queerness is mentioned as this kind of like ooh, yeah how could they or like what would that be like or
0: like how does that work sort of and she says but if boys like boys and girls like boys who likes the girls my answer to that kelly is i do we do (laughs) us queer women Love the women. Like here. I'm hoping this will open the way for Kelly's queer storyline. But I mean, as you said, like
1: there've already been a few kind of mentions. Um, mm-hmm. Alex has a conversation with Kelly about if you are a lesbian, blah blah blah. And like yes. I contrast yes. these these conversations to Romy and Michelle's high school union, where there's a bit where um, Michelle says to Romy, you know, oh they're dating at the club, and it's like no hot guys there that night. Mm-hmm. Although as a ten year old, I remember being like, there are cute guys. There.
0: Oh dear. <laughs>
1: And she's like, if we're not, if we're still single by the time we're 30, do you want to try and have sex? Which is the same kind of joke, but somehow it was so much more genuine that you yeah. were like, oh, maybe they actually would. And I think yeah. Marissa Vino's character is even like, gross, but then she's kind of like, you know what? Maybe ask me again. Yeah. And I The the tone of the queerness in this show was just a bit different, especially oh, yeah. a later conversation.
0: Yeah. The where, rooftop scene yeah. where, okay, I'm pretty sure they were high because <laughs> earlier in the episode, Evan was baking... This is what I mean about the disjointed. Uh, I didn't even yeah, put that together. Because it's so destroying. <laughs> it's literally a scene at the start and a scene at the end of the episode. At the start of the episode, Evan is baking hash brownies or something. So
1: I didn't it's even put that together. Alex is like,
0: oh, I can't have one. I'm on call. And then at this episode, oh. at the end of the episode, I know, right? <laughs> they're eating. I'm pretty sure they're eating something. And then they're
1: all just giggling. And then I was having this dumb conversation, but I thought they kept referencing what was another low line. Sometimes the show grabs onto things. You just like let it go, which was about how much money you would need to be paid before you could kill your favorite pet. Yeah. Which is such a bizarre thing. And fucking Evan just can't be like, Oh, I do it for nothing. Yeah. I love to kill that kitten.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and they do kind of usurp that nicely at the end when Alex offers to pay him $1,000 oh, right there to kill oh, this adorable kitten. I was
0: screaming that kitten was so cute. It was precious. I was like, precious. do not kill that kitten.
1: Um, but of course he doesn't go <laughs> yeah. through with it. And it's a nice moment of Alex calling his bluff. Yeah. But I was also like, Evan, what are you, uh, who are you trying to appeal to? Like, again, sentimentality. Look, I'm a sociopath that burns ants. Yeah. Or like...
0: Because then he was like, they were like, oh, would you sleep with a man for yeah. how much money? And he was like, ugh, like just like, disgusted. Law. And then Richie,
1: Richie, Richie, yes. Him. Richie slips He's in like, and says, no, i do
0: it. Good on you, Richie.
1: I don't particularly want to do
0: it, but it doesn't disgust me. But that whole scene of them talking about that, it was like, this is such a weird conversation. I mean, I can't imagine people having that conversation. I can't imagine people I hang out with having that conversation. As I said, I live in my own little queer bubble. Yeah. Like, I think we both do. But, yeah, that whole show trying to deal with queerness is just, like, a big low light. I mean, not a low light that they're talking about, but just the way they talk
1: about it. I think it's it. just really dated. Like, so I immediately hear that know. was like, I feel like that is something that I think has been left in the past. Like, I think you have a lot more comfortable characters. Mm-hmm. I mean thinking about a show like Broad City or a lot of other shows just don't have that same kind of very juvenile ooh like that's so gross but let's speculate about it. We're like,
0: kind of like interesting but because it's like so foreign and strange it's like it's just like not that foreign. Now. Yeah and like, I'm
1: interested it to see what the show does with other kind of sexual practices as well if it's going to stick to the very like hetero sort of like oh is he gonna call me and like are we gonna sleep together or if it's gonna get into some more like mm. ambiguous territory and I feel like Richie could be the for that.
0: Richie is definitely going to have a fling with a guy. That's just my speculation. Yeah, and I hope they
1: explore it well and I'm yeah. interested to see how they're going to do it.
0: Yeah. So maybe we could talk about your MVP for this week.
1: So my MVP was
0: Alex. Same.
1: Alex really had like a good, lot of good subtle moments and I'll talk a little bit about that in my theme. Mm -hmm. But also during her interviews, I thought she did a really good job of acting out the struggle between being human and being professional. Mm -hmm. And as someone who has two job interviews next week, I think that's something you definitely feel (laughs) where you're like, I want you to understand that I'm not a robot and would actually be a normal person to work with. And someone with opinions, which I think is the more difficult part.
0: Yeah. But opinions,
1: I think, are tied up with personality anyway. Like, you can't not have them. Yeah. And Alex, I think, acts out that conflict really well and subtly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Her calling out sexism in her job interview was great. Yeah. Definitely something I think I would do and then be like, well, there goes that job. Which is her attitude
1: to it. She's like, why would I have said
0: that? Yeah. She sleeps with the interviewer, as we've already sort of mentioned, kind of cute
1: i would yeah and he he was he sort of says to her at the bar oh like i thought it was really eloquent what you said and then they sleep together and then he's like maybe you should keep your mouth shut i'm like whoa okay like settle down i get what you're trying to do
0: yeah he was
1: but it was but i thought the actor was quite good
0: oh yeah no he was great
1: because you sort of were like when he was saying those lines because the lines i thought were kind of unrealistic it just seemed kind of incongruous because he was actually giving it kind of this depth
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think Alex did really well this week. I was happy for her that she got into the surgery program, yeah. but I think we can see there'll be some issues arising, maybe from the fact that she slept with this interviewer, her little workmate slash the guy who asked her out, like Oof. might have a bit of an issue with that yeah. if he finds out and that's all gonna blow up in her face, I reckon. And
1: that was set up with one of the other lowlights of the episode. I was just like, why show... Because like, every now and again, the show deviates from a kind of straight, realistic mm-hmm. kind of storytelling. Mm-hmm. And this is one of these moments where he asks her out on a date to go to the theatre. Yeah.
0: They're trying to like experiment, I think. Yeah. Like, and I was but like, it fails. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was so kitschy. And like, like, he asks her out, and then she's like...
0: I, I really like you, Eric, but I, I just don't feel any of the chemistry for you that would make me make me think we could be lovers. So I'd rather not go.
1: So, of course, she said. Great. Great. And it's like, oof, you did not need to do that. Wow. Well, it's like all this rewind editing. I like, know,
0: but you know how I feel about kitschy. Yeah, like, it's true. The whole Sex and the City, like, talking to the camera thing. We're
1: very divided on whether box pops in TV shows are a good thing. Love
0: it. hate them. Yeah, so <laughs> that's where we are. Speaking of sort of Sex and the City, which we do a lot, I... <laughs> I feel like this doesn't. I feel like it doesn't occupy
1: my mind nearly as much as it does when I talk on this podcast. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, just like a little note on our overriding theme of this whole show of Evan basically being Carrie Bradshaw. I did notice this episode that he has the same MacBook as Carrie Bradshaw. Confirmed.
1: Yeah. 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 So it's another kind of visual throwback to be it like, look, there's a lineage here that mm-hmm. this show is tapping into. Definitely. Actually, it just occurred to me an important topic to discuss at a later date and keep tabs on it. Yeah. Who is the more obnoxious writer? Would you rather read a book by Evan or SJP?
0: SJP as Carrie Bradshaw.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. SJP in real life seems kind of lovely. There's a Vogue 73 questions I recommend.
0: She has a beautiful (laughs) home. Uh, I'm going to say I would rather read Carrie Bradshaw only because Evan is literally the devil. I I think
1: Evan would have a stronger, like, writing but because I mean, Carrie's columns pretty Whoa. rough, and like I think that some of the narration of Evan is alright, but uh, the like overall st- like slant, like Evan would be Jonathan Franzen. That is um, who,
0: yeah, Evan and is. I'm not going there, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't have enough time in my day to bother.
1: So. <laughs> so, you would not read Evan's novel? I
0: would not. You
1: would not read Evan's novel, The <laughs> Super Life of Us.
0: I would burn Evan's novel to keep warm in winter. Like,
1: wow. yeah,
0: that's all I'm using it
1: and, for. And, you know, it remains unclear who is not burning. Well, maybe people are buying his novel and then burning it because we still, after Kelly directly asked we him, have no idea. What do you do for a job? He avoided it by being like, I gotta fix my job chair. <laughs> And then could, proceeding to write. And am like, you are not selling this novel. Have you already sold a novel? We
0: don't know. Do you
1: do some cute freelancing on the side?
0: Not sure.
1: Nothing is given. But he must be paying rent somehow.
0: I think he's on the dole. That's all I think. I hope they bring that up then. Like, mm.
1: I would be interested to hear about they that. They just, like, America. start talking
0: about social welfare. Everyone's like, Oh, I would yeah. love it. And
1: Ellen did make the point that Melbourne real estate and rental markets are cheaper than Sydney. But mm-hmm. I'm like, their apartments are large and generous. And nice. But it is yeah. the early 2000s, so I'm not sure what property was then. I was, you know,
0: <laughs> we will nine years old. I wasn't thinking about it then. <laughs> we'll investigate and get back to you. I know you're all dying to know. Um, what was your sort of overriding theme this week?
1: So the theme I sort of thought was done really well and thought-provoking was about kind of friendship breakdown and specifically the kind of instant distance that forms when friendships have kind of conflict Mm -hmm. Because I thought the best scene of the episode was where Gabrielle and Alex walk past each other at the pool, where we've seen them hang out a lot and have some really nice genuine moments. And they just sort of, one says hello, the other says hello, and then they keep walking. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that is very realistic. I think the show could have gone for like a shoulder barge or something kind of more (laughs) slapstick or more dramatic, but it actually dialed it back and I think tapped into something a lot of people have where you have a friendship you have these sites of intimacy and then it just kind of folds away but you're still going to the same places yeah you're still seeing the same person and the frostiness is so quick yeah and then Alex does try to rebuild it as it goes on and I think they did a good job of showing how that can be really difficult and sometimes motivated by selfishness yeah and sometimes not or sometimes those two things blended again I think Alex did a good job of being like I regret both doing it and being caught for it yeah
0: yeah yeah. Which is
1: honest. Yeah, um,
0: definitely. Um, I thought it showed that nice progression from, you know, the really heated anger in the scene where Gabrielle is randomly in Miranda's apartment and Alex is like, oh, I forgot something. Oh, you're here. Uh, and it was just, that was such a bad scene.
1: And it was the second time in that episode that um, <laughs> the plot is advanced by Alex forgetting something. She's
0: just a little forgetful. She servant, forgets her pager you know? and she's
1: like, oh, I gotta go talk to
0: this guy. the guy who
1: about my pager. Which again was so unnecessary because they work together anyway. Exactly. So. She
0: could have just run into it. <laughs> and
1: I think it should also be <laughs> mentioned the final scene it ends on a reflection about gabrielle and alex's friendship and Uh it's really nice that the show winds back to that and the the final reflection is then kelly evan and alex celebrating alex getting the surgery position and then the voiceover sort of says every major landmark of alex's life her first communion her first 50 meter swim her entry into medicine all had been celebrated with gabrielle right there beside her and as much as Kelly and I tried to fill that space, the truth was, we couldn't. Oh, heartbreaking. <laughs> right in the gut. And um, I thought, like, that kind of idea of, like, the echoes of friendships. Like, yeah. really, I was like, yeah, I feel that. Like, even people where you're like, yeah, I'm glad that friendship ended, you still feel that kind of, they were there at really? the last birthday and now they're not.
0: Yeah, totally. My overriding theme this week was lies, which I think the show was trying to make the theme. So I just mm, went yeah. along with that because I'm lazy. I thought that was just a really nice moment with Kelly and the wife of her ex-lover in the bar. And Kelly's kind of trying to decide beforehand like, whether or not she's going to tell the lady about the affair. Like, she doesn't really know what's the best thing to do, whether she should lie about it or just tell the truth. And she ends up lying about it. And I was shocked. I was like, Kelly, I know for two episodes, like she would not do this. Anyway, and then, like, two seconds yeah. later, she tells the truth, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry, actually, I lied. And the wife says to that, it's just a relief to know the truth. And Kelly says, it's a relief to tell the truth. And I was like, oh, it just feels really nice to see a nice show of honesty and how, like, that is the way to get to a healthy relationship with someone. Yeah. And that while it might be really hard to do... And, like, a lot of the time you're trying to protect yourself by lying or protect the other person by lying. It's the better way to go is to tell the truth in most situations. Yeah,
1: to bite the bullet.
0: Yeah, it's like, look, you she kind of already knew. Like, this lady already knew. She just needed Kelly to confirm her suspicions. And I just thought it was nice to see that. It was nice to see both of them, you know, feel validated by this act of honesty. And I think we can compare that to like brutal honesty, where you tell someone something, like you're being honest and they don't need to know it. I think in this situation, like she really did need to know. She needed someone to confirm that this was what was going on because she was speculating anyway. So I thought that was nice. I thought the other bit about lies that I enjoyed was, well... Enjoyed, but you know, yeah, thought about. Will's just being a dick on the date, and I was just thinking, like, should he have lied?
1: Because he goes on the date with Sam, which he says he didn't want to go yeah. on, but then agrees to go on. To terrible commentary on how people interact. In order to limit the length of an uncomfortable encounter, the male of the species often uses the emotional phrase. What happens is, the man, through lack of eye contact, limited verbal responses, and sometimes plain rudeness, blocks the female's advances until she eventually gives up and leaves him alone.
0: And I was just thinking, you know, should Will have lied and, like, said he wanted to go on the date when clearly he didn't and then just act like a dick the whole time? Should he have lied, gone on the date, and then, like, sort of lied while he was on it? Or should he not have gone on it? And I kind of think he should have just not gone. Like, if you really... Was like, oh, I can never love again. Uh, you know? Just yeah, it's don't like, go. I'm sure she's
1: not holding a knife to your throat.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure, like, you know, if you was, like, nah, she would be like, oh, maybe a little disappointed for like two seconds. And then she'd be like, actually, I'm a babe. I'm going to go elsewhere. Yeah. Like, I'm going to enjoy my life. You know, I have a rich, fulfilling life. Everyone's without been talking you. about
1: like lesbians. Like, I don't know.
0: Maybe that's the way to go. Some private thoughts. So basically,
1: (laughs) the moral is to combine kind of two important pop culture touchstones. When you get bit by a snake, you have to suck out all the poison. That's what I had to do, suck all the poison out of my life. Katie Heron and Missy Higgins. Laz will lock you up with truth the only key.
0: Wow. Like, I think
1: that's what Secret Life of Us was sort of preempting.
0: Definitely. As a kind of
1: early 2000s. They were the
0: influence for both those things. Yeah, I'm
1: (laughs) sure that if you call up Tina Fey and also Miss Higgins, you'd be like, guys.
0: What's the one thing that ties you together? Secret Life of Us. Secret
1: Life of Us, episode three. (laughs) The Unbelievable (laughs) (laughs) Truth. That is the thing.
0: Do we want to do a quick little 30-second wrap-up of what we think might happen next episode for our characters?
1: Yeah, so I think this one actually laid a lot more kind of, like, potential things that will happen. Mm -hmm. Alex is going to start work at the surgery. There's going to be a conflict about her having slept her way to that job. Mm -hmm. Possibly Mm -hmm. something around sexual harassment. Mm -hmm. Kelly. Starting a new job. Oh, my God, the new job. Great Mm -hmm. moment. Well, I was like, if I wrote Bad TV this is the kind of bad TV I would write where you have this matchmaker called Moira that's wearing like this pantsuit and pearls and has this kind of teased up hair. And is like, just tell me one thing. Yeah. Are you a people person? And then Kelly's like, I guess. Yeah. And she's like, great, you're hired. (laughs) And then actually I did enjoy the bit on the bus where Kelly's like, you know what? I could be a matchmaker.
0: She's just like looking at people. She's like, I can look at them and imagine them together. I'm like that's all it takes. And who hasn't
1: looked at someone's job and been like,
0: you know what, I, I could do exactly. that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me at these TV writers. I'm like, I could do this. Could not do it. Could I'm not sorry, do it. I, like
1: all the characters so would be just as like derivative as Moira, and that yeah. would be it. <laughs> it would be great. Like cloying humor. Yeah.
0: What do we think about Evan? Evan's not really going anywhere.
1: Oh, well, they might throw a little bit more meat onto the Evan Alex storyline, which is kind of what's been set up. I want to know more about uh, Evan's past. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to know, obviously, what his job is. More, I was interested in that whole male friendship thing about, Mm -hmm. like, you don't have any, like, not the bit where he's like, men don't need friends, but the actual truth of it, which was that he doesn't seem to have friends. I'd be interested to see that play out more.
0: Yeah. Richie's gonna at least kiss a man. I think that's gonna be down the line, though. You never know. This show, like, goes quite quick.
1: Yeah, As it does fast. last episode.
0: Fast. So it could happen. We don't know. It could just happen. The other thing
1: I think is going to happen at some point, there's going to be some kind of rent, like a rent storyline. Like, there's um, going to be something about, like, the price is going up or a new person moves in and makes a lot of noise. Like, there's going to yeah, be something
0: like that. Some sort of housemate drama. Which, you know, I'm there for. We can relate to, maybe. I don't know. Our uh,
1: house is so <laughs> harmonious. How dare you?
0: <laughs> what about Gabrielle and Jason? They're going to break up. Yeah, inevitable. I don't, yeah, know inevitable. I don't, don't even me. know how they're still together. I don't know. I don't they
1: know. Barely, yeah, their marriage was so flimsy to begin with. And then he had already slept with her best friend. Having
0: friends. a lot of hate sex. That's all I'm thinking.
1: Oh, they're so going to do that. That's <laughs> yeah. definitely okay. going to be like, be like, when you really hate each other, there's only one thing you can do.
0: Yeah.
1: And yeah. everyone's like, no, there's not. <laughs> there's a lot of options." options.
0: Do leave. That's one thing. Yeah. Cool. Should we do a random character generator? Yeah, let's do it and we got five witches pretty medical student i have no oh, idea oh no, no no evan sleeps
1: so yeah 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 which so the main scene she's in and i enjoyed this because so alex goads evan into coming to the bar offering mm-hmm. to pay for his drinks realistic and then alex just abandons him but yeah. offering to go get another drink and starts making out with the examiner the guy, yeah. but then she and i'm like oh that's kind of rude for you to just ditch your friend Comes back, he's making out
0: with the lady, he's Yeah, fine. he's doing well. Meanwhile, the little weedy medical it's just like guy is standing yeah. there. He's like, not doing so good.
1: Flooding and being like, maybe if I invite Alex to the theater.
0: Everyone's like, no, dude, she's yeah.
1: gone. Yeah. So yeah. But she does have a subsequent scene where Alex <laughs> jumps into um Evan's bed to sort of debrief. Yeah. And then she walks back into the room and is like, oh, I just see you have another lady in here. I'll change in the other room then.
0: And then Alex's face is so disgusted. She's like,
1: ew. Yeah.
0: I'm like, oh,
1: I feel you. And, I feel like, stress. I can picture so vividly his crusty sea sheets. Ew, shades. don't. You? Speaking that's of former so housemates wrong. like anyone,
0: yeah, there's, yeah. Don't. That's wrong. We don't need to go there. All right, we'll do one more. Okay, one, one more. random character. Um, I
1: thought there were quite a good few good kind of background characters in this episode i was pleased
0: three what? three tom i think that's the little weedy dude we were just talking oh, about oh tom oh tommy they cast
1: him well because you know <laughs> yes. sometimes they cast people to be kind of weedy and it's just a really hot person with glasses or like a fake paunch in, <laughs> in real life he really looks i bet he's not done much
0: no i think this is probably his only acting job you can find and- out we can find out. Maybe we can update you next week on what Tom has done with his life.
1: I know that's the question burning for everyone.
0: It's the question burning for me right now, at least.
1: Yeah, I guess that kind of wraps up episode three.
0: It does. Thank you for sticking with us. I'm
1: very excited for episode four. I, the autoplay was very difficult to resist this week.
0: Yeah. Because it ended
1: on that lovely note of, like, friendship trauma, which is... A theme I'm very interested in.
0: Yeah, well, there's lots to explore next week. Until then, you can follow us on Twitter, NotSoSecretPod. Yeah, until then, Jim, I guess see you around.
1: I'll see you around.
0: All right, bye. Bye.